0: Uh, kia ora te uh, margin here I'll boss passy to most people that know me uh, close but uh online as a streamer uh, and a content creator I'm known as margin or margin life uh, this is a bit of a podcast just to introduce myself and uh tell you the everyday struggles or everyday heights of a person living in Poreroa, um, gaming uh, and enjoying life so uh hope you enjoy it um, sit back and listen to it, uh, while you're in the bath or in the toilet or or chilling at home and you've got a couple of spare hours to uh listen to me. Uh yeah, so um I probably should start it off right by um obviously saying my peep behind the mouldy side of uh where I'm from. It's probably the only right that I do that. Uh, to those abroad that don't understand uh, what I'm doing, it's basically uh, in demo or New Zealand. You'd say what they call as a pepea, basically an introduction uh, to landmarks from where I come from. Uh, it helps identify yourself uh, to what uh, tribe or iwi that you're from in New Zealand and um, the major landmarks in that area. So um, here we go. Uh piko te te moana, mihi uh, toku uh, kuri, kimiru uh, Now, I got that out of the way. I just wanted to tell you guys about a little bit about my background. Um, my mother is a Maori uh, on my mum's side's mum, and her dad was Croatian. He was a Croatian immigrant from Croatia, obviously, uh, or they used to call it Yugoslavia back then. Uh, my mother's from the area of Kaitaia, far north uh, Two hours north of Kaitaia is a little settlement called Te Hapua um, That's where my mother's from And that's where she was shipped down from to Wellington um, And that's where she met my dad My dad is a Samoan immigrant um, from Kaufusi, Taufusi in Samoa um, They met in Petoni, Wellington And um, pretty much the rest is history um, My father Uh, being a Samoan, um, German, Scots, a little bit of everything. So I guess you could say that I'm pretty much a mongrel. Um, I'm derived from every kind of walk of um, culture that you can think of, so a lot of people give me shit about that, but uh, I didn't choose it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm Samoan, Croatian, Chinese, Maori, Scots and a little bit of German, so there you go there um growing up in uh Porirua, um as a kid, uh, my parents when they first settled in petoni and met each other, they then relocated to tower and then from tower they they came to pordor and I was born in yeah, that's pretty much it um growing up in Podor as a poor i'm gonna be honest we we all were a very poor family. Um, I have an older brother, an older sister. My, old, my sister's the oldest, and then my brother, then me, and then I have a little brother. Um, I remember growing up in Porirua, we were very broke. Uh, my father was a, a timberman. He worked in the timber industry. Um, and my mother was a stay-at-home mum, so my father was the breadwinner. Growing up, um, my father was Samoan But we did not grow up the Sa- Fa Samoa way, if that makes sense um, m- Reason being, uh, my dad kind of got kicked out of Samoa So, <laughs> um, him being shipped over to New Zealand To make a better life for himself um, Obviously, we didn't speak Samoan Or we didn't grow up speaking Samoan But the Samoan, Fa Samoan toughness or strictness Was very much... Um, prison in our lives, I mean, we got a hiding for for looking at my father or my mother the wrong way um We had a tough upbringing um but I guess that's pretty much why I'm still alive today i guess um and that's probably some of the positives I can take out of it um, My father was a very very stern and and um strict parent um so was my mother, but she was a little bit lighter on us uh being as uh, she came from the fine north and my mother's father and mother didn't really hit the kids So that's not something that my mother kind of instilled into us uh, But my dad sure made sure that we were um, very much um, disciplined accordingly um, So yeah um, Basically I've lived in the same house my, all my life um, Severs Grove, Way, Porirua. uh Growing up I didn't really understand the concept of being poor. Um, I mean my family well my parents did a good job of kind of um sheltering us to the effect. Like I didn't know I'll tell you I'll tell you a bit of a story about me being poor, which I didn't know and it kinda was an eye opener to me. Um so probably when I was I don't know, five, six, I remember going to the next door neighbour's house and um <laughs> And they were gonna have a barbecue, so they asked me to stay for a barbecue, and I was stoked there. So I, I said I'll start cutting the wood, and they all looked at me funny, and they're like, "Huh?" And I was like, "What?" And they go, "No, nah, no, nah, we, we've 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 got a barbecue. We just turn on the gas." So, giving you an insight of that, back when I was a kid, or back, as far as I know, and um, we've always did the barbecue in the fireplace. Because um, we were too poor to have a barbecue, an actual physical barbecue. So what my dad would do is he'd spark up the fire in the fireplace, um, put a metal grill over it, and then start grilling um, uh, lamb flaps or whatever meat we had. So that I didn't I didn't know it then, but that was kind of like a, a hey buddy, you're broke kind of moment. <laughs> um, and that's when I kind of knew yo know, we're we're pretty. We're pretty living in po- poverty at the moment, so that was, a, that was a bit of a sad sad and surreal moment for me as a kid. Um, but my parents, like I said, they did everything and, and gave us everything we wanted as a kid. Very strict, but um, it was a good upbringing, I feel, and it kind of um, helped mold me to the person I am today. And uh, yeah, man, um, moving away from the old uh, negative negitron over there. Um, living in, growing up in Poriroa, I went to a school called Winley School, it was a local, uh, primary, just down the road from my house, so we all went there, and, um, it just so you that, my mother got a job there, um, as a cleaner, and as a teacher aide, which was cool, um, because all the kids were kinda starting to go to school, um, so she didn't have to stay home, she could obviously get a job, um, and she got two jobs, she worked real hard, my mum, so, um imagine trying to go to school um and you can't really play up because your mother's one of the teachers and she's well known in the school so it was i was it was pretty it was a pretty fucked moment eh because i couldn't really act out as a kid um because then my mom will know and then my mom would tell my dad and then i get my ass beat so um that was always fun um Um, I did uh, Going through primary uh, From the age of 5 to the age of I don't know, I think it was 10 um, I was in a Kind of like a kura Papa school So it was a um, bilingual school Uh, We were Taught Māori and we spoke Māori uh, For about 90% of the day So um, I value that I mean I think Um, It's important to know your own language and understand and speak it. Um, And being te reo Māori, it's a very beautiful language. Um, I pride myself and I speak it as much as I can. Um, Back then I didn't really, because back then Māori wasn't really cool, if that makes sense. Um, A lot of people used to resent the kids in the Māori class, uh, thinking, oh, those Māoris, are fuck them, you know, it's like, it, it wasn't the it thing, you know what I mean? So... Um, but I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I did enjoy it. Sorry, um, I did uh, kapaka, um, and all of our teaching, whether it was um, math, um, social studies, or whatnot, it was in Te Reo Maori, and um, I was I was pretty good at. It. I pick up the language pretty quick. Um, yeah, and I loved it. I loved it to bits. Um, then moving away from primary school and going into intermediate, I went to a different intermediate. Although that school that I went to, Winley School, did offer the option of staying there, two more years before going to college. But now I wanted to kind of get away from my mom, and also my sister was working there too. So it's like, fuck, I can't do, can't act up, I can't get a girlfriend, I can't get skills and shit. So I gotta, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so um. I moved uh, schools to Brandon Intermediate Which is a local intermediate uh, Here in Porirua um, And that, those were two, was probably some of uh, my golden years I loved Brandon There was no My parents were nowhere to be seen um, I could act out um, I was a little shit I've got to be honest I did struggle a lot um, And I still do to this day if I'm being honest um, I did struggle a lot At Brandon Intermediate uh, Reason being is um, As you learn Māori and you're coached Māori and everything is about Māori and the way they speak it's very phonetic um, and English is the opposite of phonetic I mean you can't really spell out English words when you're taught Māori as a first language so uh, our vowels are or Uh very sounding, it sounds completely different to an English speaking of uh, A-E-I-O-U um, so I almost didn't pass intermediate because I struggled so bad with the um, the linguistics of, of English and how like I didn't understand how a K was a knife, uh, fucking blew my mind. I'm going, oh, I don't get it. Um, but um, I got there in the end. Like I said, I'm I'm a pretty fast learner, so um, I got there at the end. Um, but it is still a struggle that I go through every day. Um, like I said, English pretty much not being my first language um it's hard to change your way of of thinking because like like i say you think like a maori and um and in english is a very different way of um processing information especially a written word or spoken word so yeah um yeah like i said brandon was an awesome time for me i loved intermediate uh i love everything about it basketball girls uh school itself i, I thought it was great and then it got even better when I got to college. I mean, I went to Portillo College, which is again a local college, uh, just up the road. Um, it was known as the poor college, but um, hey, man, my mom, my mom um, sent my brother there. My brother and my sister, my older sister, and my older brother. Um, so it only only right that I follow suit. Um, and PC was was pretty awesome. Didn't have as much hot girls as I'd like. But that kind of helped me focus on school <laughs> um uh school, man, uh college growing up uh a lot of there was a lot of the, there's a couple of teachers that kind of um stuck by me and kind of did me a solid um the science teacher missoni being one of them uh geography teacher miss Hill being another um ron wood math teacher some of these teachers kind of um made an impression on me, um, and me being a a smart-ass Samoan slash Māori slash Manguru boy, um, I was very, I I think I was ahead of my time, the reason why I say that is because um, the grading, the way they work, NCEA, which is your grading for schools here in um, New Zealand, is, um, I felt it was pretty simple, I mean, I passed sixth form in my fifth form. And then I passed my 7th form and my 6th form, so it was, it was fucking silly, it was so easy to me, um, it was like second nature, um, I smashed school, I was a cheeky prick uh, to most teachers, and um, I was one of those kids where I'll sit in the back of the class and joke, you know, Josh around and, and talk shit. Talk and then the teacher would go, and what's the answer to this? And then I'll have the answer, and then they'll be like, oh, you're in detention. It's like, what the fuck? i got the answer. What's the problem, you know? Um, but that was me in a nutshell at college. Um, picked up some solid friendships in, at college. Uh, played a lot of basketball. That was my um, sport of choice. Uh, basketball. Uh, I wasn't really a uh, rugby guy. Um... It sounds weird because if you if you physically seen me when I was at college, I was a specimen. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'll uh, your boy was uh, man. I was um, I was six foot one, hundred and thirty odd kg. Um, I was bulky. I wasn't overweight. I was I was quite a nice build. I was basically it was a rugby build. Um, rugby dreams build, but I didn't. I did enjoy. I did enjoy watching rugby, uh, but I just didn't enjoy playing it. It was a very weird sport to me. Like I played it um, through, through like um, when I was at primary, but probably that's about it. Um, I didn't see the the hype in it. Um, and if you told me this, like if you told me you could be a millionaire from playing rugby back when I was at school, I'd probably do something about it. But um, rugby wasn't in my wasn't in my um, in my vision of being anything there. Um, so I love basketball though. I love um specifically I love I love streetball and back when I was at college, it was when the whole N one scene kind of blew up. The old streetball N one Hot Sauce, Skip to my Malu, uh, Escalade um kind of came to fruition. So I I love man. I I used to love N one. So I would practice every day, play ball. Um, I pretty much lived down at the uh, the cage, Cannons uh, Creek Basketball uh, Court. There's a little um, little court called the cage because it's surrounded by a cage. And I used to, man, I'd be there from after school, 3.30 to like 11, 11 p.m. Um, just balling out, man. Just, yeah, I, I used to love it. Um, I, I kind of mm-hmm. caught... Um, kinda caught some a little bit of B ball fame through that. A lot of people knew um who I was. Um being a big guy. Um they've never seen a, a big person move like me before, so um I kinda got my name around by uh, or the street anyway, um, as the the basketball guy. I used to love playing basketball, I used to love doing tricks at people, just fooling people, make them look fucking stupid. I love that aspect of street ball. Um I used to do like um, tours around the basketball courts in Polydor, Escort Park, uh Kennes Creek, Watonguru and more, uh, Kalaipi, trying to take on the uh Porirua's best uh, B ballers. Used to love doing that. Um I would miss it, like take walks and these are like fucking forty-five minute and you know, forty five minute walks to, to courts just to play people on the other side of Porridor. Um used to love doing that. Um, I adopted the name Escalade. Escalade uh, Which is a And one uh, Street baller If no one knows He was He was a big Big boy Big boy But he can move Like a point guard So I kind of adopted That name um, And ball was life For me back then Man I used to love ball um, But then I kind of Got a bit lazy Got a bit complacent And then I got a job uh, This is running out When I'm 16, 17 I got a job At a hardware store uh, Locally in Poriru And that kind of Said goodbye to ball And introduced me to the money factor, so, um, having money when I was young was awesome, I mean, they used to buy me the latest shoes, the latest cell phones, um, and people at school would think, man, this guy, this guy's a drug dealer or something, nah, I was working a job, I I would go to school, and then on the weekends, or sometimes after work, I'll go to, uh, sometimes after school, I'd go to work and, and, and put in the hours to get money, man, um, From there, um, I I started really focusing on work. Um, I passed school. I got uh, university entrance, which is kind of like a school C. Um, I was presented with an option from my father. My father, being the strict prick that he is, kind of said, well, son. Um, And this was my father's kind of dream for all of his kids because my sister and my brother before me um, didn't go to uni, um, and that's a dream, for some reason, of my father, that he's always wanted one of his kids to go to uni, and he was kind of looking at me, me being his, his namesake, he was kind of, he's kind of looking at me like, son, be the one, son, you know, and I'm kind of like, man, I don't like school, I fucking, I made sure I passed school so I do not have to do that shit ever again, so, um, he gave me an option of, pretty much, it was a conversation that kind of went like this, uh, son, uh, You gonna go to uni? And I said, no dad, Um, I want to work for a bit. Um, I like money at the moment, so no. And he goes, okay, Uh, you're gonna buy a house. And that's as far as the conversation went. There was no option two or three or four. Uh, My dad pretty much forced me. I don't say it was forced, it was kind of like an option is do something with it, you know, don't piss it around. So he got me to buy take out a loan and buy a house up on the um, land that we owned up in Tehapo where my mum's from and um my dad went up there for a couple weeks to help the builder build the house and the house is still standing to this day um 20 20 some odd years later so and it's the same house that my parents are now in to this day retired um, with no bills so I think he he was a great choice at the time. I didn't like it, um, but I don't think I had a choice in the matter. So um, that was just me. I was like, "Yes, Dad. Okay. Yeah." Um, scary thing. Scary fucking scary thing. Um, being that young and kind of committing to a to a um, a lifetime for more or less. Because I watched my parents um, grow up paying off the house, uh, my father I didn't really see that much of when I was a kid, because he was always working, trying to pay the bills, and um, so it kind of played my, my mind a little bit, um, me going to school and going to, to work, I'll come home with like 300 bucks um, after work, and so I used to ball out, you know, buy, buy shoes and, and shite like that, and then when you go from buying shoes and stuff like that to something like, 80 bucks a week And you're like Oh man Where's all my money gone And then you see that payment Of the house payment Go go out every <laughs> Payday And you're like Oh man What the fuck What, kind of, what is this option That I was given man So um, But hey man I, Like I said I didn't like it then But Now looking back at it I think it was a great thing That my father did And um, Man I'm proud to say That I was a house owner By the time I was 18 Or a little bit Younger than that And I don't think A lot of people um have the luxury of that, which I'm I'm fucking, I'm forever grateful for, for for my father, um, for pushing me to do that. So uh yeah man. Um from there uh we kind of um finished school. Um I'm working at the Sideway store uh for a bit now. Um working my way up the ranks. Um the whole idea is to kind of um get my parents to retire and go back home. Um, My father at the time was about 62, 63. Um, So trying to really make that push to get my parents back home, up in Te uh, and enjoy life ultimately. Uh, I could see my father's health uh, deteriorating with his knees getting bad. Um, So that was the ultimate goal for me personally. Um, And trying to uh, make leeway with that um, I got my brothers and my sisters to kind of come together and um, make that happen for our parents which I think was one of the, probably one of the most proudest moments of my life um, getting my parents home and um, getting them debt free and, and in a house so that they don't have to worry about money where money's not an option or a or, or hassle um, it still kind of gives me that tingly feeling I want to speak about it, um, and just see my parents kind of smile and, and enjoy life. Um, I guess that's what any kind of kid would want for their parents, um, ultimately. Um, uh, yeah, so, moving on from that, um, it's probably best that I start talking about the gaming side of what I do. Um, so, I don't know, probably back when I was 19, 20. I used to run a page called uh, a Facebook page called Call of Duty N Z, which was pretty much a uh Facebook page, uh or a Facebook group that uh facil- facilitated uh in house competitions on Call of Duty. Um I used to run that for a bit. Um live stream the games, uh run the competitions, um do all the graphics and everything like that. Um and that's what kinda Kinda made me uh fall in love with gaming. Um, like I've always been an avid gamer. I mean my older brother I used to watch my older brother hours on in on um Alex the Kid when uh when we were kids. Um again couldn't afford shit, but my dad somehow pulled it out pulled it out of the head and, and, and uh came home with uh, the Sega Sega Master System. I think it was the Master System that he, he bought for my brother. Um and yeah, man, that kinda ignited the whole gaming um hunger that I have, if, if you will. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, uh, managing the Call of Duty NZ page kind of um, snowboard into me joining um, and playing uh, COD competitively on the Cyber Gamer. Oh, shit, bloody phone! Sorry, um, Cyber Gamer page. Um, Uh, making new friends on the internet, that was a bit weird, Um, um, and then kind of um, it manifesting into me streaming, Um, so streaming content live on Twitch, um, getting involved into the gaming community in terms of um, hosting um, competitions and whatnot, Um, and that's kind of where I fell into... um, the whole Arepa thing, that's when Arepa kind of came out so I did some work for Echo Gaming in Wellington which was a much like a gaming hub or a gaming place in Wellington um, with Jack um, and Jack sold the business to Sio uh, which is the owner now of Arepa well he's one of the owners, he's the majority shareholder and I kind of came into the picture in terms of um, being a part of Arepa when CEO reached out to me and asked me um, if I wanted to be a part of the team and I kind of said well Arepa um is in Wellington and I'm a Porirua boy so I pretty much told him um, if Arepa is in Wellington I can't help you because it doesn't serve my people it doesn't serve my community um, but if it comes to Porirua I got you um, I just said that I was talking to Mars. I was talking mad shit out of at the moment, and then a couple of months later, he, um, <laughs> he, he, he rang me, and he goes, oh, also, um, I've closed the shop in Wellington, and I'm coming out to Porirua, and I'm opening it up in Porirua, um, are you still keen, are you still keen to, um, help out and jump on board, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, fuck, um, <laughs> ah, I fucking called my bluff, so, I be being a man, uh, man on my word, I said, yeah, bro, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm with it. Um, and ever since then, man, it's, it's. We've been doing some awesome stuff for the community, for Portillo and for Arepa. Um We've hosted a couple of gaming tournaments. Um, to being nota- notable, the rugby eight tournament with my man uh, Mosenalo, aka Beast Mose and um, the rugby rugby eight and the Jonolomu competition that we ran with um and that was my brother uh mose and biondi the brand Biondi um and also james uh giving giving us some putia for the prizes and whatnot um, so shout out to james my brother jt uh much love to you my brother i thank you for helping out um and yeah man from there um we just started doing a lot of events, uh, community-based events at Arepa. Um, so, Arepa is basically a gaming club or a gaming lounge, gaming what? Gaming lounge that um, that we opened in Porero, um, to serve the community of Porirua and to open up doors in terms of uh, people that want to use gaming as a as a tool to help kids learn or to help people learn Te Reo Maori or like, for example, we did a pilot um with uh Tōkureo Trust um which basically meant that um we were teaching kids how to speak Maori through gaming, so they'll speak a li- they'll te- be taught a little bit of Maori and then they'll jump on the game of Fortnite and um and use those words that they just learned um in Maori and conversate in Maori while playing the game. Um, and right now as we speak, um, we're also doing a pilot um, with another facilitator that uh, speaks, um, Kiribati and Nguyen So that's um, another one that we're working on where um, we're teaching these kids or families or what have you um, Their own home language um, through a game, which I think is, a, is kind of a brilliant thing I think um, any time that someone's trying to learn their, their um, native tongue is a beautiful thing um, and then the most notably um where we're at with Arepas was the big um fortnight event that we threw um back in July, which was the um fafa my fetu uh it was a event based around Matariki and um we got a call up from actually the call up was through. Beast Moes kind of um housed the whole thing he um the arena manager the Tirapara arena manager which is a local arena um sports gym slash hall slash it uh, It's it's everything here um the arena Tirapara arena manager Helen reached out to Moose and told Moose if he was a part of Arepa and if she wanted to talk about running an event Mose passed me the message I rang Helen um, Helen told me what's up. So I went back to the boys, and uh, unbeknownst to me, that the boys have already talked to Helen, and basically she wanted an event done in Portillo, a major esports event, um, right here in Portillo, which was mad to me. It was, it was it was crazy because, I mean, you don't really when you speak of Polidor you don't really speak of the um, esports um, avenue. You know, it's not really a hand to hand. Um, subject but now it is because of the event that we threw um and it was a, it was a major success it was awesome um I've never seen so much people in Porirua congregate in the same area um and there was more people like it was just, wasn't just Porirua it was Wellington the wider Wellington region nine Nai, lower heart upper heart everyone came and um that was kind of a big deal to me cuz I uh, I was thinking on small scale at best we'll probably get 2 300 people come in um play the game, you know, uh, compete for some awesome prizes. And then when I saw, um, I'm going to say probably close to 2,000, maybe 2,000 and a half people at the arena, on bums on seats, people standing, um, it was a surreal moment. I kind of, if I'm being honest, I kind of, um, as I was doing the production side of things, doing the streaming of 10 multiple, uh, 10 PCs, um, and shoutcasting also, I kind of looked over the computer screen and I saw the faces and so many people and I'm, I'm like, ah oh, man, this is a big deal and I kind of freaked out a bit, but it was a cool moment, it was a cool freak out, you know what I mean, it was a, it was a surreal moment, it was a, it was a cool moment in time, uh, for me to kind of register, man, we did this, we did this for Porirua, we did this in Porirua and, um, yeah man, it was an awesome thing, um, but yeah, um, so right now, I'm still streaming, um, I'm not as much as I want to because I'm be um, I'm trying to do too many things at once. Um I'm always the type of person to put my finger in the pie as much as I can. Sounds dodgy as fuck, I shouldn't have said it like that. But <laughs> um, I like to work on multiple things, to keep myself busy. Um, whether it be photography, um, videography, um, design graphics, uh, gaming, I'm all about that kind of stuff. Um got a few projects working on now um but i I can't speak about them just yet um i just gotta kind of confirm some things so um expect some good things from me man uh me and my crew um i think that's pretty much it I, i i hope i haven't um missed anything or or skimmed over too fast on anything i mean i'm open to any kind of questions that you guys have or um Anything that you want me to talk about a little bit more in depth um ideally, I do want to do like an in depth one about my up- upbringing and my younger days uh growing up as a broke potted kid <laughs> um I think that would be a cool thing that I can talk about um and I could probably talk about for it for a couple of hours or so um um growing up the farsa more way without the farsa more that would be cool another cool subject that I'd like to to speak on. Um, and also, uh, my basketball days, I'd, i very much like to speak about that, and have other people that were w- witness, um, the God himself, nah, I shouldn't say that, that's, that's fucking the vein shit, but, uh, witness what I could do on the court, um, I think that'll be a, a pretty good cast too, so, um, yeah man, that's pretty much me, um, in a nutshell, I'm just looking at the time now, we reached about 33 minutes, I didn't think I could... Th- bloody talk that long but i obviously I can um I hope that was somewhat cool for you um thank you for checking out uh, the podcast. I appreciate it i'm gonna do more of these um probably with more friends um um I wanna talk about the whole buying a house when I'm young and retiring our parents um there'll be- oh, i think there'll be another cool um subject to talk about but um yeah man um if you can, follow me on the podcast um on Spotify. I don't know if I'm gonna do iTunes yet, but Spotify definitely. Um YouTube, eh, I don't know. But um yeah. Um I think that's it, bro. I think I've spoken about everything I wanna speak about. Um more content coming soon, uh more streams coming soon. More of me. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah man, um I hope that was in right succession, um with what I was talking about. Um I haven't really oh, I I didn't take notes or anything, I just was talking from my head from what I can remember. So I hope it made sense. If it doesn't, uh sorry. Um But yeah, I hope you enjoyed what I was speaking about anyway. It's a little bit about me and what I'm all about. Um I'd love to do more of these. Uh, in due time so um, stay tuned click that follow button um, on the podcast and um, we'll see you in the next one man I appreciate you listening to me um, I hope you have a great day and uh, take care of yourself see you in the next one hi man